I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Pull up to my bumper, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It'll be an all-Manchester FA Cup final in June. And Spurs are shite. It's Monday, 24th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. <laughs> I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Raja. Whoa, Monday. All of a sudden, once again, but don't worry, everybody, we're just a few days away from Friday. Yeah. It'll come back round soon. How you doing, boysies? Vichy good. Baby, nice He's to good. have you in the studio again. I haven't seen Vish for ages, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Been They've been there. keeping me and Luke apart. Help, yeah. Helpful for Marcus to explain Hate our love. <laughs> I do. The forbidden fruit. <laughs> <laughs> helpful for Are you. Are you the fruit or I'm the fruit? <laughs> um, I think people would all agree that you're the fruit. <laughs> um, would, um, would it be helpful... You know, for Marcus to carry on explaining the concept of how a week works for you, so you so you know. I've never heard Friday described as a few days away from Monday. It's four, isn't it? Yeah, and that's not a few. Well, again, if you deploy the whole sort of Thursdays of the new Friday, <laughs> it's kind of what Spurs are saying at the moment. It's not a few, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we conceded, you know, a handful of goals. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Luke Moore, your highlight of the weekend. Uh, my highlight of the weekend, which I suspect may well be yours as well. Yes. Um, which makes it even more of a highlight for me. Indeed. I'll get in there first. Go on. Was Pablo Fornells. Ah, oh, lovely girl. Was it yours? It wasn't mine. Okay, right. So Pablo Fornells, Vish, I'm sure you're aware of this as well. A lovely bit of um, lovely bit of improvisation, a kind of over-the-shoulder back heel, which, crucially, mm. I really feel like it's my duty to point this out to everyone listening and to you guys, if, should you need this information. Oh, yeah. It was promised to me... Mm-hmm in a description yeah. as a scorpion kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It wasn't a scorpion no, no, kick. No, no, Let's make that absolutely clear. Very much It was so. a lovely improvised back heel volley go over the shoulder yep. that kind of dribbled in. Mm. He at no point looked like a scorpion, no. which presumably is the basis for That's terming key. a goal a scorpion kick. Yeah. Some goals, yeah. they don't have some movements, some moves. Uh, they've not been branded yet. And mm. that's probably one of them, you would say. You need a few... Uh, goes at the description to get it. You can't say that's a scorpion kick. It's not. That's an overhead kick. No, it isn't. It's but it was a great goal, and, and it, which was the cherry on top of a lovely day out for West Ham. So no, nice to see David Moyes happy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not comfortable being happy though, is he? No. Oh, eight no. goals in two games. He's going to have to scale back on that. Well, the way, when he looks happy, he he looks like it's like this will pass. It'll be fine. It's just a temporary thing. It's like yeah, a cold. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't be happy forever. Oh, yeah. blimey. I'll be awake. I'll be awake soon. 
<laughs> so that's mine. Fish, your highlight of the weekend. My highlight of the weekend came on Sunday, but it's not what you think. Uh, Another final glory, glory, <laughs> Man United. Did you have a punch up with Jules? Nah, no, I left her alone. You know, we've yeah. done it 21 times, whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah. She had a lo- I hope she had a lovely day out. Yeah, she was with I her say. family, Fish. I know, yeah. Yeah. So I hope rubbing. they all had a lovely day out. <laughs> yeah. Go on. That's well, coming to the London, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but where all the main night of fans are anyway. <laughs> That's, like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just stay here. <laughs> spent, we stayed a lifetime at Wembley. Just stay here. <laughs> yeah. Look around. Um, mine comes from uh, down under, the A-League, um, Perth Glory, Adelaide United. And the great thing, sorry, just to roll back on that. The great thing about the A-League, mm. wake up in the morning... Switch on the TV yeah. and it's just there. Mm, it is yeah. brilliant. You don't have to watch some Wait, has been celebrity in a kitchen with yeah. a scouser or whatever. No, you whatever see some has been celebrity about. playing football on the football pitch. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah much yeah, yeah. better. Uh-huh. Imagine soccer age <laughs> every week. I actually did that the other weekend and, I, and someone got sent off inside a minute. Yeah, oh, happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Imagine soccer raid every week. That's the Australian <laughs> professional football. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Uh, Robbie but, Williams getting a run out. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Williams. <laughs> Um, So Perth Glory playing Adelaide United. Uh Um, It was... Kasabian up front. (laughs) It was 2-2 going into the last 12 minutes and it finished 4-4. That's good. Wow, nice. (laughs) With three goals in added time. Not just any old added time. Uh, Perth Glory equalised to make it Mm 3-3 and then went ahead 4-3. Adam Taggart with the goal in the sixth minute of added time. And then Nestori Irakunda, who if you hadn't heard about him, no. I think we're going to be hearing a lot about him because he's only 17. Mm-hmm. He looks incredible. Right. Uh, Australia just recently called him up into their squad just to basically have dibs on him to a point. <laughs> um, he then scored in the ninth minute of added time. It was absolutely mental. One of the best things about the A-League is no one seems to know how to manage a game, mm. which makes things like this a common yeah. occurrence. Well, because they change the managers all the time. One minute it's Harry Redknapp, then it's Sam Allardyce, and all that The kind disrespect of stuff. coming out from Fish for, for Australia. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, and because it's is so... Cause it's, is that because it's the Ashes this summer? So you're yeah. just, just having, having a dig, yeah. yeah. <laughs> David Warner's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Um, right. No, but because, because of that, and also because it's so hot, yes. even at night, all the players are just constantly out on their feet. I don't know how they do it, but it is one of the most watchable leagues out there and this was a testament to that sounds crazy than the end of the uh, Juventus-Napoli game if anybody saw that Uh, my highlight of the weekend was of course Kazu Yoshimura King Kazu uh, making um, his debut for Oliverense at the age of 56 they have to stop him (laughs) are they a professional team? Uh, he's second tier of Portuguese football Bloody hell. You can't yeah. keep doing this. Mm. That's incredible, isn't no, it? No, he came on in the if 90s. That was your, if that was your dad, you'd be like, come on. I don't yeah. know. Portugal's quite nice. I oh, know, but he's, he's, I, th- I, think he's, I think he needs to be stopped I mean, If he's your dad, I mean, that's a great insight into your family life. Because oh, <laughs> my dad's doing something he really enjoys and he's earning money. Fucking stop. <laughs> oh, I wish he was retired with a blanket over his leg. <laughs> In an old people's home, so I can have the spare room for a snooker table. He's 56, Vish, not fucking 90. <laughs> I think it's somewhere in between. That's yeah. <laughs> what I would say. Uh, yeah, so, but he's only on loan from uh, Yokohama. From Juventus. FC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nice. yeah. so he came on in the 90th minute. Give him a run out. He came on in the 90th minute. What's the point? Prospect. He's a prospect. See how he deals with it, Marcus. It's a new environment yeah, for him. They were 4 1 up. Yeah. Did they, did they tell him they were bringing him on on the hour mark, but it took him that long to warm up? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Get some DP. It's like this is a bit different to the under 23. <laughs> uh, I can't remember that far Where back. my grandson yeah. plays. Oh, there we are, everybody. Should right. we get on to the real highlight of the weekend? Now, you see, <laughs> on the weekend, we had two, not one, but two FA Cup semi-finals. That's how they do it. Yeah. And and, I, and that is something that you want to get stuck into, of course. Semi-finals of, of the world's oldest cup, cup competition. competition. Yeah, and, and And, you know, we've got a big final uh, ahead of us. And you think, well, surely we should start the show with that. Yeah. No, we can't because yeah. of what Spurs did. <laughs> because of Tottenham Hotspur and that back four, we have to wait until the second half yeah. of this podcast before we talk about the FA Cup semi-finals. We can't do the FA Cup semi-finals until the second half because yesterday, <laughs> as has been reported, a man went into a petrol station <laughs> listening to the kickoff of the Spurs-Newcastle game on the radio, yeah. <laughs> filled his car up, Got a takeaway coffee, went to the toilet, came back to his car, and Spurs were five 0 down. <laughs> and in his own words, yeah. I thought it was some kind of mistake. 
if anybody's wondering uh, what that means, is yes, Tottenham conceded five goals in the first 21 minutes. They lost 6-1. Um, so, which in the, in the circumstances, just, if you're five nil down after twenty minutes, yeah. and someone says six one, you're yeah. signing for that oh, there and absolutely. then. Absolutely, you, you are signing you for would that there bite and then. Their hand off <laughs> yeah. for a six one loss. Yeah. And the thing is, at five nil, Newcastle are still bobbing on. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I, and certainly the Southampton fans out there would be like, come on, yeah, come on, yeah. we could get ten here. Did you see Kieran Trippier at one point screaming to? <laughs> I think I can't remember it was screaming to another Newcastle player. Mm. Uh, they're there for the taking. They're fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. Did you see Kieran Trippier also? There was a point when I think it was when they were five nil up and they were attacking again, and someone came short for the ball, and he shouted him to just just basically run, yeah. run yes, the go, other way, go. go, go, go. We're yeah. all over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, it, if ever an atmosphere didn't need an early goal. <laughs> they were so up for it. And, oh, my goodness. And then having five yeah. is... Yeah. I couldn't believe it's it. It's utterly remarkable. Uh, Harry Kane missed a chance at 3-0. Was that a turning point of the game? <laughs> they, do you think they, they rue on that? I mean, Maybe what, could I have been... know, what I want to know is, it just football never fails to surprise you because uh. I think we can all agree there was no way of knowing yeah. that a man who had uh, managed in Serie C for four months before being fired for poor performances wouldn't quite be good enough to manage a team in the Premier League. Right, lads, we're, we're switching the fort to back. Are you absolutely sure about this? We're fucking doing it. It's shit or bust. You know when he... You know no, the players know how to play for the back. <laughs> we're doing it. You know the bit in... It's Mufti Day. <laughs> Spurs did play like they had jeans on, to be fair. Soccer right, soccer right. We've all got our jeans on. We've got fucking shoe pads over our jeans and it's soccer raid and it's opposite day and um, and it's the last day of term so we're going to egg each other at half-time. Yeah. Oh. And, and Hugo Lloris got egg in the eye and that's why he couldn't come out of the second half because they were egging and flowering each other and signing each other's shirts and doing their leaving books and so and Lloris got a paper cut on his finger. <laughs> You know, you know the bit in Jurassic Park where Sam Neill lights the flare uh, and runs away to distract the T Rex, and he's good at it. Yeah, yeah. is that? Is that, is that and Jeff Goldblum does it wrong. Yeah, is that what what they thought about when he went? Let's bring on Davinson Sanchez. Yeah, now. I think so. Let's bring on Davinson Sanchez because he'll take the heat. I, I, I don't think I've ever. I can't think of a time. I mean, it was that Carlos Tevez business, but a footballer not wanting to come off the bench. Davinson Sanchez, like. He's thinking, I'm, you know, obviously he got booed. It was pretty. No, Davos Sanchez was pr- definitely thinking. Hang on a minute. Yeah, I was the full guy last week. <laughs> Why am I doing it again? I've done it last week. It's like taking. It's like the professional uh, football equivalent of taking the kit home to wash it. Do you think? I've already done it. I'm not doing it again now. Well, no, I, I think maybe it's better for him because he's off the field. They've already conceded. They'd, what, they what? They conceded five at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he comes on and almost like, you know, takes a bit of time to come on to be like, right. Let, let it be noted, yep. I'm only just coming on the <laughs> yeah, pitch yeah, now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So whatever shit you want to hurl at me, yeah. <laughs> think about that twice. We'll all agree, it was five already when <laughs> yeah, I came yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the lad who came off, do you think he would have been, I mean, he would have been embarrassed, let's be honest, and it was, I'm not, I don't know whether Stellini should have done that or not. I, I, I So, Pape Sar, I, I agree with you entirely because... He was on the other side of the pitch when he took him off and he had to walk around. Yeah. Also, he's, in tw- front of the stand. And he's 20 years 20 old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wait, for him, it, wait for him to come on your side it, if you're going to do and it. And it's not his fault, all of that. But that was a bit like, you know, if you're on a pirate ship and a bigger <laughs> pirate ship comes along and all the pirates jump on, you're fucked. Yeah. It was basically like just slit in the throat of your own least favourite one. <laughs> Might as well. It's fucking mayhem here. Why, why would you do that to your own? Just to show that you mean business. Just to show that you, like you know, in, in Usual Suspects. Oh, I hate us as well. well how does that work? Like when in Usual Suspects, where Kaiser Soze kills his own family to show that it doesn't give a shit. Anymore. That's right. Yeah. Like people, right. you can't you can't get to this guy. Christian Stellini is such a master see, of mayhem right. that he he will he will do anything. He will do anything. But listen, what I would say is this: Spurs but he won't fans, do that. Spurs fans. It's a lovely stadium you got. It is a lovely stadium. And Harry Kane got his goal, so that's another notch on the bedpost, isn't it? Which we're all here for. We're all here to see how much we can do for Harry. Stadiums and statues. Yeah. That's what they're about. When, yeah. when, Kane, when Kane scored, the commentator went, 
Well, Kane's got his goal. And it's like, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just his goal. It's not a Tottenham goal, that. That is Harry Kane's goal. I, I mean, there, therein lies the... I suppose I'm in danger of making a semi-serious point here. But all the issues around Spurs seem to have culminated in this one game. And even amid this chaos, yeah. Kane gets a goal that yeah. puts him you know, a bit further mm-hmm. ahead of Spurs' leading goal scorer, a bit That's closer right. to Alan Shearer as a Premier League's leading goal go, scorer. There you go. And it, it just... So it makes, all bad. But it makes you look back on all the goals and think, what is it for? Beyond yeah. him, what is it for? Mm. Yeah, exactly. what, what has it achieved? Because it hasn't achieved anything. Well, has totally, it? yeah. I, it's, it's a nice just, metaphor. It's a, can, can I, I mean, imagine for, going all the way up to Newcastle, as a Spurs fan. Yeah. How packed? Leaving after 21 minutes. Well, how, how packed, as well. <laughs> <laughs> how packed was the three three o'clock train oh, man. from Newcastle back to King's Cross. Yeah, I think there was a ticket inspector just going, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. so you've not got the right train, but that's fine. Yeah. You've not even got an open-ended um, return. Can I also say, before I left the house this morning, yeah. I, I flicked on the radio and um, guess who was on there? Jamie O'Hara? Harry Redknapp. Oh, Harry Redknapp. I think he might fancy it. Shut up. No, I think he might fancy it for the last few games Luke, of the season. Luke, Luke. It would be okay, let me in the, no, no, no. In the context, genuinely, and I say this, it would be a really good idea. <laughs> it would genuinely I, be refer- a good idea. Can I rephrase my point? I quite fancy him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I actually meant. Uh, but first, the, first game, right? How many reserve goalkeepers do we have? Yeah, back, back four again. <laughs> Seeing as though uh, Vicious uh, crossed the Rubicon into making a semi-serious point about the game, yeah, I'll, I'll, fo- I'll follow him. We in. must do it at some point. Um, it was absolutely... I think that it was the worst 20 minutes mm. from a quote-unquote good Premier League team. So I know that we can talk about um, Southampton getting hammered a couple of times and, and there's big some there's some, some big um, results in the past. Spurs themselves obviously put nine past Wigan yep. once. Um, it was the... But, but those teams were struggling teams. They kind of... You always felt a bit like... Yeah. Like, like a Watford against Man City who, yeah, yeah, who yeah, went yeah. miles behind really early on once. You feel a bit sorry for them. Yeah, they're kind of... It's almost a bit like... There's a, a feeling like they're out of their depth. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I know Liverpool beat Man United 7-0, but that was that didn't that game didn't transpire in the same way. No. The first no. goal was only after about 40-odd minutes. Yeah, there was a um, little bit of fight in there somewhere. Yeah. This, I think, that 20 to 21 minutes, whatever it was... Mm. Um, in the context of that four at the back, where you've got really arguably three of those four who can't even play four at the back, and the lack of application was the worst I <clears> think <throat> I can remember seeing. And I think it really does say something when, you know, for the first, I mean, admittedly he got his booking later on, but uh, Christian Romero's not even tackling people. Yeah. Then really you're in big <clears> trouble. <throat> but the formation you can scrutinise, and on a normal day, I'll say normal, if this was, say, three or four months ago, Spurs probably lose that 3-0 if they'd have gone back four and done what they did. It would have been, they looked a little bit at sixes and sevens, and blah, 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 blah. You can't just say with professional footballers, no. they put an extra defender back there. You can't say that that suddenly, oh my God, we had no idea what we, what we were doing. It shows you how rotten it all is there. And also you have to question um, the players as well. Because often what we do is we question the manager, we question the board and all the rest of it. But there's no way that that should be happening. I mean, Danny Rose, who was um, uh, on pundit duty during the game, he said, all I've been thinking of uh, all throughout the first half is, how am I unemployed? You know, which, is, <laughs> which is quite a funny uh, thing to hear. But you know, the, the maddest thing as well, because um, James Moore from The Athletic made this point, that he's a big Spurs fan, but... By the time they'd finished showing the replay of a goal, yeah. Spurs had already given Newcastle back the ball. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. were they doing when they well, kicked that's off? What I mean, it's the, it, it, it is. It was a weird. Remarkable. It was a really weird, almost like a Haley's Comet type event where yeah. they should get infected. And I think the reason that it can happen, and there is there is an element to this where in football, and I think we mentioned this uh, on a show we did recently. I forget which one where we talk about how these days managers are trying to control as much as they can, and there's yeah. not everything you can control. That's a great example of it. Sometimes things just happen like mm-hmm. that and it's difficult to explain. But what I would say is the backstop to all of it yeah. appears to be, to me, that Spurs have got absolutely no identity. So their identity has all been mm. bound up in this new big stadium, this quote-unquote being able to compete with all the big clubs and we'll just get ourselves a fucking big-name manager and that'll be fine. There's been no continuity, no consistency, no real identity. They've just gone from... The, the the opportunity to have an identity with Pochettino when he obviously went for whatever reason he went for they could have continued that on but they wanted to do something completely different and it's the, it's almost like the England manager action reaction thing well yep. it didn't work under 
fucking Fabio McLaren, Capello. so you go to Capello. Yeah. It doesn't work under Capello, <clears throat> so you go to Hodgson. Yeah. It doesn't work under Hodgson, so you go wherever else you want to go. It's almost like they're being buffeted around all yeah. over the place. And when you go away to Newcastle, mm-hmm. when their towels are up, in that kind of atmosphere, they'll... They'll punish you. They'll torture yeah. you over <clears throat> and over again because they're, they're, they're on a crest of a wave. Well, if you look at the difference between them and Newcastle United, it's not a case of, oh, well, they've switched out Steve Bruce and got Eddie Howe in. The club has changed hands. Now, obviously... It is part of that. Well, that, okay, that actually, yeah, that would have been a... <laughs> Brucey's not... Brucey's getting a 1-0 out of that yesterday. Oh, it was a one all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh... they, they, they get the first goal and then they sit back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a one all, and then a really tempestuous press conference afterwards yeah. why Steve Bruce tries to wonder where everyone's pissed off. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you're a Newcastle United fan listening to this, you'll be like, oh, yeah, Steve Bruce. That'll give you a right laugh here in that yeah. day after this performance. But but the club has changed hands now. We've, we've talked about and now the ownership. And now they've got Edward Howe. They've got Edward Howe there. We've talked about the ownership, but the fact is, whatever one may think of that, and of course we and many others have strong opinions, it gave and has given everyone a huge lift, basically because Ashley's not there, because of this, that and the other. So at Newcastle, um, say what you want about it, they're all having a bloody great time and they're having a great season. And you can see that. And that is reflected by the mood of the fans and the performances of the players because they've got some good players, but they've not got many world beaters, you would say, world-class players, you would say, at Newcastle United, but they're all pulling in the same direction. Um Tottenham, you know, Jack Pitbrook, who writes um, very well about Spurs in The Athletic, you know, he, he, the headline of one of his pieces was Spurs are paying the price for four years of bad decisions. And that goes into what you're saying, Luke. Mm. It's the culmination of things. So when I say about it's the players, I suppose it's difficult to get into the mindset of players in this kind of situation because obviously I've never been anywhere near that kind of thing. But Well, Leverhead reserves. Yeah, you've been well, closer, closer than we are. True enough. And the, cl- and the club was in a bit of financial difficulty at the time so um, maybe I am the right person to comment on um, this Big Pav said to me once that if mm. you had been coached properly you could have played at a much higher level yeah backhanded compliment yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. from a man who's about 18 stone <laughs> <laughs> but anyway enough of so my enough of my non-existent football career <laughs> uh, the, the, I think with the Spurs players is that it's not a case of right they're going into that game you know, it's a blank canvas, right? What can we get? We're still fighting for Europe, all the rest of it. It's the whole thing's in disarray. And when it starts going wrong, they all look around each other. And it is that confusion, that not knowing. And it just, and of course, match that with Newcastle being completely up for it. Newcastle looked as though they would steamroller anybody that day. You could have put yeah. Guardiola's Barcelona on there and they'd have probably given them a run. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Given them a run for their money. <laughs> Not very much money. All right, yeah. another Barcelona with Luis Figo. Why are you saying Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, new, this Newcastle could buy this Barcelona. <laughs> anyway, you were going to say something, Fish. Well, the um, the thing I found, you know, Luke's point about um, Spurs not really having an identity, I mean, that showed out in the fact that generally when your back's against the wall, you have, at the very least, you have your principles to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was hard to see what principles Well, there are none. There are yeah. none, yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed, and I'm, I'm not someone who necessarily buys into a passion as a measure of, um, I suppose, you know, how much a team really wanted, but certainly Spurs didn't want it. And one of the things I thought was really surprising was, you know, when Sky or any any yeah. t- television production do that thing of cutting to the to the faces of people who are down bad, yes, waiting for a reaction, not yeah. just a sad face. I at no point during the game yesterday did I see. One Spurs player having a go at another Spurs no, player, exactly. Even just a little exactly. bit of like a fucking, you know, come on, yeah. like wake yeah, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of you. And bear in mind, as much as we can say that there has been a, you know, a lot of stuff happening in the background, mm-hmm. a lot of those personnel on the field are big characters by their yeah. very nature. Yeah. Whether it's Harry Kane, who I appreciate isn't the most vocal person anyway, you'd be uh-huh. Eric Dyer in there, Hoiberg, Romero at the back, Hoiberg, who I don't know what's happened to him over the last six months. Yeah. Christ, it's like someone's taken his teeth out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was Even clearly Larice, you know, we subbed off at half time. By the way, I, I think Larice I think Lloris has always had that in him. Really, I, 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 I think well. I, I think he's, I he's always he's for France. He's a nominal captain, okay. really, rather okay. than someone who's actually a leader. Well, a lot of international teams just give it to the one with the most players and the most captain. Exactly. Whatever, yeah, you know? I, I thought he spoke well at the end of the game. To be fair, mm. um, but the you know uh, Dan Kilpatrick for the Evening Standard wrote how actually you know obviously there's bigger stuff at play here. But if you look at the players on the pitch. It was like they were given a reason. They were sorry. They were almost using that reason mm-hmm. to not try, to not mm-hmm. give a shit, really, mm-hmm. which is a terrible place for, to and be in because you can't. There's no such thing as a complete rebuild, is there? Totally and and it comes and it comes from the very top. You look. There's an amazing scene. I agree with what you're saying, but there was also an amazing scene that's worth mentioning about. And, and it cut to the bench, and Ryan Mason was essentially <clears> given a load of instructions to Stellini, and he just looked frightened. Yeah, he looked like well, he, he didn't know what was going which, on. Which is why I think genuinely. I think it should be off Stellini right now because this, yeah. they still have European places to play for. You can't have that. 
And yeah, I, honest, I, honestly, hand on heart, I've not, I wouldn't give it to Redknapp, but that's why I sort of... Half, oh, come on! Yeah, all right. Say it! <laughs> give it uh, give it Poch end at season. <laughs> <laughs> give it gigs Even that, sorry. Uh, well, the fish. fact that, that as a Spurs fan now, I know, I know. you can't even really um, take solace in the fact that Arsenal might be throwing away the league title mm. because it's still... Might be. Well, <laughs> we'll I mean, come on to that. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure we will. Be- but be- because, of you, because of the state of your own house. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, and... The guy who you are holding out for is in advance talks with Chelsea. I know it's crazy. Spurs have said they haven't approached Pochettino. They have, but but if you're, but as I'm speaking, like if no, you're a Spurs fan, no, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I get it. I totally like, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmy Sherwood. Fucking you know. hell! Imagine if Kane follows him to Chelsea. That's well, not, I said this. That's yeah, not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That, he'll never go to Chelsea. That yeah. will never happen. Pochettino will never go to Chelsea. It's a measure of how bad Tim Sherwood is. <laughs> Not even, not even being mentioned. No one would take. No, no he's done. He's, he's, yeah, he's done it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, no, I said he's, he's done. He's done. Been no, there, he's, done that. He's done. Is what oh, I said. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we should at least briefly talk about some of the Newcastle players. Um, Jacob Murphy, you know what a game he had. Isaac among the goals. Ever since Vish and Pete said he, he's not a big goal scorer. Hey, well, I never said that about that was Isaac. me and Pete. Oh, was yeah. it you? Was yeah. It? Sorry. Yeah. I don't definitely don't rate Murphy, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but Murphy and Willick were great examples of two players who I think are quite limited yeah. who performed brilliantly yesterday. Well, I mean, indeed. obviously Murphy's goals, the confidence to take on that shot from thirty yards. Oh yeah. Willock's pass. Yeah. That was unbelievable. That might, I mean, I'd have to think back, but that's one of the best assists of the season. Old Ed Howe said of yeah. Joe Willock. Old Ed Howe. Um, Ed said, Howe. He said, <laughs> Joe Willock has got to be knocking on England's door. I mean, he's, he's, talking, he's talking silly now, but yeah. I mean, he's... That's that what was, Spurs have done yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're having to talk about Joe Willock for England. That's what Spurs have done. That's the legacy of yesterday. Yeah, maybe. Uh, can we talk about Joel Linton's touch? Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I tell you what, somewhere... Probably in the Netherlands. Dennis Burkamp was applauding that. Yeah, I reckon he probably was. That was absolutely oh, I like that. Dennis Burkamp's son plays for Bromley. So maybe he was in uh, Kent. Oh, right. Um, it's Bromley Kent, is it? Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. I suppose spiritually it's Kent, it's but Kent maybe that... factually it's London. Possibly. On the, on the border. It's it's all, everything's on the border. I Newcastle's on the border of London. <laughs> I cannot stress to you how unimportant that is. <laughs> In the context of this conversation we're having. Yeah, but this was like, Jim thought he was from Essex for years, yeah. but he didn't realise in 1965 they changed the borders and actually Jim is technically from London. Mm. Jim well, enjoy it yesterday, so, so, so get off his back. <laughs> Jim found something to enjoy about yesterday. I well. think so. While, while we're on it, what are the home counties? All the ones that border London. Other right. than Essex, because yeah. it's more of a middle class yeah. vibe, basically. Really? Genuinely, yeah. yeah. I so, think so that's what they... What an elf. <laughs> it's a mythical creature. <laughs> It's, we don't have moose, we have elves. Yeah. Um, elk. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so so 6-1, uh, lovely old job. Uh, they got it done and, within 21 minutes. Um, and it's, it becomes fascinating now. The whole psychodrama continues, right? Yeah. Because Spurs play Man United on Thursday, right? Yeah. Ooh. At home. And then Liverpool on the weekend. So... There you go. Easy Which is why I think Marcus is shout of getting rid of Cellini now is not a bad one. <laughs> Imagine what it's like in training today. I'd give I'd, Ryan May anybody. Yeah. A mammal with a head. Tr- you know? <laughs> Trust me, I've worked with Ryan Mason. And yeah. not, he's not the most charismatic man ever. So I mean, if, if he's the answer, then I'm not sure what the question is. Do what? they need a charismatic? They just need a steady Eddie. Yeah. Like Newcastle. What are you, yeah. you could create a manager from the rib of one of Harry Kane's goals, couldn't you? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be a nice start. Yeah. That'd be a nice start. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Something, for, something for Levy to ponder on. Yeah. Um, of course, on Friday night, Arsenal drew 3 3 with Southampton. Feels like um, ages ago. Yeah. Well, that result did ensure Arsenal finish above Spurs uh, for the first time in the Premier League since 2016. I don't think any Arsenal fans <laughs> were sort of celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, they almost pulled off another incredible comeback. I mean, if they'd have got the fourth, my goodness, that would have been quite something. But they didn't. And they drew uh, three all. 29 seconds in, Ramsdale, dearie me, makes a terrible error. And uh, Alcaraz finishes, um, from his point of view, quite well. And you thought to yourself, oh, that's a bit of a blip. And then old Super Theo Walcott back at his old stomping ground with a Un- lovely finish. Unreal. Yeah. Is, he doesn't get many. Because he scored some big goals at that end at the Emirates as well for <laughs> yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't believe that. The turn of pace as well. Well, still got it. Still. Then where he was. But the funny thing was obviously Arsenal then 2-1 and you think, okay, there we go. But I mean, you know, from, from a neutral point of view, you know, it was impressive that Arsenal managed to get something out of the game considering. Yeah. But then having got well, to three, three one down with three minutes left, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. But but then of course you have got the eight minutes of injury time, and you think, right, lads, you know, you, and obviously, they, I mean, Gabriel Jesus, I think wanted it too much. I think he got inside his own head at times. You know, he, his touch wasn't great, and 
uh, and so on and so forth. Um, but interestingly for Arsenal, you know, a quarter of the Premier League goals that Arsenal have conceded the season have come in the five games since William Saliba has been injured. Yeah, he's a massive miss. <coughs> and I Excuse think me. that for me, the 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 result itself is obviously disappointing because you're at home to a team who are you know, statistically the worst in the division. Of course, that goes without saying, really. But for me, the manner of it... Mm was the most troubling thing for Arsenal fans. The fact they weren't in control at any point. Yeah. And I think if you look at, if you are going to take it as a head-to-head between Arsenal and Man City, Arsenal, of course, have drawn their last three Premier League games at a really crucial time, which is problematic ahead of the game they play on Wednesday at Man City. But on Friday night, it just didn't seem to be in control. And I think if mm. you if you, if you play, have a bad day at the office where it doesn't quite fall for you or you, a couple of strikers aren't finishing or you, you have a mistake like Ramsdale made and you go, look, we controlled the entire game. Mm. Just one of those things, bad timing. That's different to what happened here. It all felt a bit chaotic. It all yeah. felt a bit inexperienced. It all felt a bit out of control. Yeah. And that is the last thing you want mm. in a title running when you're in a good position. Because they've been in the box seat. I mean, if they picked yeah. up, if they picked up even two wins instead of three draws, uh, you know, add a couple four points on, they're yeah. nine points clear. Yeah, and it's still in the balance because they play each other, and yeah. so you've got two games in hand. But that's a massively different picture. Well, it is, and I think that <clears throat> to think that they would just win every game from from you know the Liverpool game to the end of the season is just fanciful thinking. That statistically, that is just but that's what Man unlikely. City have demanded of other teams, of course. Yeah. So, so Manchester City and Liverpool, what they've done in recent seasons is just it's it's almost a freak. You know, mm. it's it's like comparing. Um, a very good striker's goal tally. Well, of course, Lionel Messi scored this amount, and Cristiano is. It's almost like no, no, no. Those two are in the same, in a, in a different bracket. And Liverpool and Man City, what they did in in recent seasons, that's it's a different kind of kettle of fish. Mm. You do have blips in seasons um, when you're going through the title. I mean, Ferguson's Manchester United. Uh, you know, we would see them go through a little sticky patch and then they come through it. Arsenal, of course, drawing three games in a row. Yeah, okay. Away at Anfield, you can you can justify that maybe, despite the manner of it. The West Ham one was poor, and then this one, and you think they're wobbling. Well, and, the... I, and I also th- I also think it comes from. I don't know what Vish thinks about this, but for me, it feels like it comes from a drop off in form of <clears throat> Thomas Partey. Yeah, I suppose he. I suppose more is being demanded of Party because Saliba isn't there. So I, I think one of the things that Saliba's really good at is obviously his touch is immaculate, uh-huh. but he plays what seem quite nonchalant balls around the corner, mm. straight into midfielders essentially. So by doing that quickly, suddenly the midfielder you're passing to has yeah. more time on the ball, I suppose, um, and it's only highlighted as a strength when he's not there. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to Rob Holding, he isn't that player. I saw someone, um, I think it was Nick Ames in The Guardian, posited the idea of actually moving Ben White into the middle. Therefore, you can, you almost have someone who's, who's more comfortable playing those kind of passes. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, you know, maybe Tommy Asu uh, um, right back. Well, I, that, that, I mean, that might be... It might be, yeah. yeah. But, but it's, um, it, it's funny how that Friday game felt different in many ways, to the previous two draws at Liverpool and West Ham, because it for the first time it really felt like they were they were clutching at it. Yeah, they were really you know they almost had their fingernails on the trophy. They were really clawing at something that they feel is getting away from them. Yeah, and I was actually quite impressed with what they did in the second half. Yeah, I thought the manner in which they the, the you know we talked about principles before with Spurs. They got back into the game by playing albeit quite a frenetic version of their game. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for that, especially ahead of Wednesday night against Manchester City. Mm-hmm. The only issue is they have to go into that game with a clear head. Yeah. And I don't think they have clear heads Well, that, I think that's the, that's a big yeah. question, isn't it? I think that, yeah, I, I wonder if with that Ramsdale mistake, he's thinking, right, you know, maybe they were like, let's blow them away. Let's, let's do what they tried to do against Liverpool and West Ham didn't work. Because he tries to make that pass. He has... Was it one, at least one, maybe two options out wide? Mm-hmm. It's twenty nine seconds into the game, or yeah, not even like yeah. just just play that ball. You can't out lose. There. You can't lose that bravery, though, can you? you well, you're, you're absolutely right. And Ramsdale, I think, is in an interesting moment. Uh, well, in the moment, because I, I didn't necessarily think this, but there were a lot of people who thought that he could have done better for the Jared Bowen equaliser from the other week. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, but I just thought I saw that being. Yeah. I thought I thought he could. Yeah, I, I think it, I might have said it. He's okay. a, he's kind of he's the the kind of goalkeeper who is quite self-critical and I wonder maybe you know I suppose we could extrapolate that to all other players mm-hmm. you know who don an Arsenal shirt over the next few weeks but you wonder how much not self-doubt but just maybe questioning their own performance and thinking they need to do the better and therefore being that little bit more desperate yeah. going into the last I, I, I just think it's contextual isn't it I mean look they've had a taste of the biscuit that's the difference yeah. if you said to Arsenal 
Yeah, you go into look when they finished second in 2016 behind Leicester, they find themselves in second. Great season. We're second in the league. Yeah. We're in the Champions League, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very different to finishing second this season, oh, yeah. even though the results are the same because yeah. they've had a taste of the biscuit and they mm. dared to dream. And um, they're, they're, you know, as, as I kind of thought all through the season, really, they're going to they're gonna fall just short, I think. Um, but it's still on, though. You can't. You see, well, this is the thing. It's still this on, and, and I'm. I, I as I said, uh, you know, last week, I think I'm sort of slightly pleased that they have to go to the Etihad and realistically get something. Because a lot of Arsenal fans, and I know it's not the fans aren't on the pitch playing the game, but a lot of fans think, okay, well, we've got that cushion, so if we lose at the Etihad, it doesn't really matter. Mm. And I was this, that, and that. No, 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 stand up and be counted for now. Mm. You know, play the ball where it lies. You've got to go into that game mm. and, and get something. It'll, It'll be, be a, a great game. It will be a yeah. great game. And we'll be covering it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. We're going to have a quick break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. I'm bored watching Newcastle. Well, <laughs> but you weren't uh, yesterday, big boy. Um, yeah. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Yeah, it's now time for a bonus edition of Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. And it's a midweek special. We're gonna Because there's midweek Premier League games this week, we're going to try and have a, a go at winning some more money for charity. And Tuesday night's fixture is Leeds versus Leicester. Um, and we're going to pick one, pick each as we usually do. But Marcus, you're up first. It's over to you. Kalechi Iheanacho to score first. He's uh, he's back among the goals uh, on, on the weekend. Uh, Leicester need them. I think they're going to get them. I think he's going to score first. Yeah, I mean, it was helpful for the um, for the Wolves goalkeeper, Jose Sarr, to try and remove Jamie Vardy's ankle yeah. so Kalechi Iheanacho could step up and score a penalty because Vardy couldn't stand up anymore. <laughs> um, he Hopefully he follows up with a goal against against uh, Leeds Ellen Road. Vish, you're up second. I'm going for over two and a half goals, riffing on, on Marcus's pick. Um, and I don't necessarily think they'll be shared given that Leeds have conceded what, 13 goals in the last <laughs> three games. So. Yeah, so their last three games have been a 5-1 home defeat to Crystal Palace, a 6 one home defeat to Liverpool and a 2-1 uh, defeat at Craven Cottage um, right so that's over two and a half goals I think that's a pretty solid um, shout Peter is up next God knows what he's going to say but it's, let's have a listen so like Vish said this game is going to have goals 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 and both teams are terrible at the back at the moment so both teams to score 
refreshingly normal from yeah. Pete. I think we can all agree. Is he uh, right? <laughs> we'll check on him later. It's a moment of clarity. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm going to finish up the four picks by going Leicester to win. I was impressed by their comeback win against Wolves. I think it's massive that um, they start the starting with Vardy again. I think he will be fit for this game, they're saying. Um, he's a rem- remarkable recovery, probably because he's got his own cryogenic chamber in his house. That's played a part in this. So in summary, uh, Kelechi and actually to score first, over two and a half goals, both teams to score and Leicester to win. A £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £121.88. If we win... All that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfest Popular Bet Builder on Wednesday's show, exclusive to Betfest Sportsbook. T's and C's apply 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right. Finally. Let's talk about the FA Cup semi-final. Finally. It's all, it's all Spurs' fault. Mm. It's taken us <laughs> this long to get there. Um, Who, by the way, themselves... Yeah absolutely threw it away against Sheffield United <laughs> in the FA Cup presumably to prioritise some kind of league position and then found themselves subsequently not in the semi-final indeed indeed. well we'll talk about Brighton first uh, Brighton nil, Manchester United nil 7-6 on penalties uh, Manchester United go through of course and I think something we've learned from the FA Cup semi-finals is, is the magic of the cup Oh, right, is it alive yeah. and well, is it not? Yeah, our Solly March. <laughs> oh, oh, 14 Solly. penalties were taken, only one was missed. And your man, Vish Solly March, um, missed the target completely. It was gutting. Did you see Valt Vikos kissing the ball before he... Uh... No, I'll rewatch that. He didn't kiss the ball, he pressed his lips on the ball. Oh, OK. What's the difference? Yeah. He's a presser, isn't he? Oh, okay, right. Like what you did, <laughs> like, in, like in your it work. Clever, it was quite odd, really, because some there's often a bit of gamesmanship. Clearly, that's what he was doing. But he handed him the ball, which is nowadays, it's like with the England side, when they're in a penalty shootout, Southgate makes sure that Pickford hands the England Yeah, the goalkeeper ball. does it, yeah. 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 For a, this is yeah. a few reasons, perhaps what happened to Southgate in Euro 96. But... Do you reckon he had the ball, and because he's so big, it looked really tiny, and so anyway, I thought, oh, I can kick that in the goal, and then he handed it out, and it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Valt Vakos was basically sent on by Eric Ten Hag to try and cause a fight, wasn't he? Basically, get on, yeah. Get on there, yeah. Although... and start fucking things up when he stepped up for his penalty I was like this guy's definitely going to score he does have a bit like I know he's obviously, yeah he does have a bit of dog in him there was the, 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 the quality a, a great day on stills but like still a, <laughs> a bit of dog yeah. the quality of um, the quality of the penalties up until that point was very good overall I mean, it was only... did help that De Gea was diving the wrong way for Wall Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, they realised that. Just stick it in the other corner. De Gea... De Gea... What was written on his bottle? Yeah, he I looked at his bottle and every single penalty he went the wrong way. Yeah. It's just E-numbers. Oh, Do you think someone handed with him a... With pulp. They, he thought it was a water bottle. It was just a can of right guard. <laughs> no, it was diagrams and he had them upside down. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> but he just kept diving to his right, didn't he? Yeah. He just slotted it that other he way. He just fell to his right. OK. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the one, wasn't it, when, when Lewis Dunk stepped up, everyone thought, oh. I did, I thought, oh, no. And then it calmly started away, and it was such a shame for the non-Man United fans, Vish. And when Sanchez gets his hand to that Sabitzer one, because that was the moment if Dunn could score the winning penalty, sorry, mm. Brighton fans, I suddenly put you through all this because you're like, yes, but that didn't happen, did it? Yeah. And of course it didn't happen. Um, and March uh, missed. And he, and he missed a um, similar penalty when Brighton got knocked out of the League Cup by Manchester United as well. I think I think it won't it won't feel... He did, yeah, that was an identical Gutting penalty. from him because he's been magnificent He's been season. great. and I Should be in the next England squad. It won't feel... I agree with that. It won't feel like this now to Brighton fans, but the fact that they can go into a semi-final against Man United as favourites, can dominate the ball, had almost twice as much as possession as Man United, uh-huh. can go toe-to-toe with them on chances, arguably have the better chances, can look like an exciting team as well. Makes it more of a sickener. It does on one level, Marcus, but on the other level, it's like, look how far they've come. And I don't mean that in a patronising way. Brighton are a team who I vividly remember in the life cycle of this podcast yeah. being in the bottom tier. Yeah, I know. And I... Th- I don't think Brighton fans will find any consolation in that. You're right to say that, but I really don't think they will. I mean, look, in the previous round, Fulham should have had Man United other than that ridiculous nonsense that what happened, you know, when the referee unfairly sent everybody off. Um, <laughs> That's the stuff. And, That's the stuff. Uh, so Man United have, um, you know, sort of coughed and spluttered their way to the final, uh, but they're there. Uh, but it it's really is no consolation. I mean, Brighton have had an, a great season and there's still a lot to play for and there's European spots up for grabs, but they won't be feeling any of that today. Yeah, and I, and I think maybe that is the measure of how far they've come is that yeah, like, they don't need us to say that, do they? That's they're, the they're disappointed by, my, yeah, by that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I also think that when people say things like, and, and, and Jim said this about Arsenal, well, it actually, it, it's good because, you know, next season, they're, 
I, I think when opportunities come and you don't take them, it, it, it's gutting. Yes, of course, in theory, if you're a good side, uh, you know, could, well, no, could Brighton more, reach the final next season? Yeah, they could, but, but it's much more they? crucial Not necessarily. For, but it's much more crucial for Brighton than in, in, a, in a position like Arsenal are in. The reason for that is they've got a couple of games in hand. Some, in some cases, they've got three games in hand. Mm. If they can push their way into the Europa League, they've got a far better chance of keeping those players. Yes. If you look at the teams that play, the, the, the midfield, so the front six or whatever, um, who started the game against Man United with the possible exception, exception of Welbeck, uh, which won't go down over that well over that side of the desk. Um, <laughs> they're all really exciting players who other teams will want. Yeah. If you can get into the Europa League, uh-huh. you can risk... You can avoid the risk of that thing that happens with that happened with Monaco, that happened with Ajax, that happens with all these kind of teams that become quite fashionably good to watch who end up playing in Europe. They get picked off. Well, you've used two very big examples. Obviously, there were semi-finals of Champions Leagues, but I get the. It's point the same principle. Well, no, but the other thing with uh, with Brighton is that usually teams need to get into Europe to attract the caliber of player to keep them at that level. Yeah. Brighton already have that calibre of player. Yeah. From somewhere, who knows? They went to has been amazing. But them getting to that level is about keeping, as Luke said, keeping those players, keeping them around longer. Yeah. Well, but, but you say that, and, and I, obviously you want to keep your best players, but they did lose Trossard, you know, halfway through the season as a big player for them. You know, they've, they've lost a few, and it hasn't made a damn difference. In fact, they've, they've even got better. And, you know, Miguel Delaney wrote an excellent piece about this recently, and Jonathan Wilson in the garden as well wrote, wrote a good one. That the fact is that they're at the moment is so good that they're always planning for the future and I think that's you know from what the journalists have been saying and writing is that often you get you you, you will get clubs with a good model like Southampton have had a good model over over the years yeah. and they still do but you, you have what are you laughing at <laughs> compared to Portsmouth no, I just thought to myself there they did that didn't they <laughs> <laughs> how's Portsmouth model it's crap mate yeah. it's fucking shit what it's, just a, say? it's just a mod it's isn't terrible. it Pompey, Pompey won pretty easily at the weekend because there's nothing to play for. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's easy. But you, you, Brighton, right now, you don't want this to be. Oh, this is as good as it gets. How can you? How can you press on from that? And that's that's the tricky thing. But what they've done is, when you have players leave, they've they're already signing not just the replacements, but the. What what is going to be in a f- in the future in a few years? I time. know, but it's got to run out somehow. No, no, no. Of course, of, of course, it? it does. Of course, it does. Even teams at the top, you know, Manchester City will not be winning league titles all the time. They will drop off at some point in the future when Guardiola's gone and and, and so on. It might only be. But we look at Chelsea, you know, for example, even Klopp at Liverpool this season. So so it will do. But at, at the moment, you want them to do. And I just think that that trophy win, it, 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 it is such a shame. It is such a shame. Also, to lose a game as they did on Sunday and be faced with then the prospect of nine games in 33 days. Yeah. That's huge yeah. in terms of getting over it and just, you know, yeah. almost... Almost not giving the the semi final the respect that they did yeah. give it. Almost you'd leave it to be like, fuck it, we didn't need it. Yeah, because that's exactly the kind of mentality you need to go into that uh, this period. But I think they can pick it up, and I think they will. And there's stuff to play for. And well, it helps that they play Forest next. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I, yeah, it really does. But I think some of those players and March is a good example of this. Is if you get players who then go right, well, they get a big money move and they go elsewhere. He fits that system so well. He's their man. Will he get the joy elsewhere? Well, we've seen it with other players, haven't we? Yeah. We've seen it with Basuma. Exactly. We've seen it with Cucurella. Yeah. Like... Exactly. Cucurella's a great yeah. example. You know, mm-hmm. but it was a bit of a mad else that, where, where he's joined. But you, yeah, let's hope they keep um, those players because it's been very, very entertaining. Uh, one of the big takeaways from the semi-final, uh, of course, was a Manchester United fan was spotted in the crowd uh, getting a haircut. <laughs> Proper like cape on as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clippers, it, it, cape, a whole. It wasn't just like I've got a spare pair of um, clippers. Do you fancy a quick one? It was a proper arranged thing. Yeah. Did, did anyone? I don't know why, but I immediately thought of the guy with the toothbrush at Chelsea. Oh yeah, similar yeah. vibe. Yeah. Just same energy. How confident were they that Man United weren't going to score? <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing happened here. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I mean, famously, if you score, you leap up out of your seat. Yeah. There's a pair of scissors or whatever. He's, he's got to shave patch. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's getting a ball pack. No, well, that's uh, for a mid fade. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Well, it is. Uh, uh, the FA Cup final of course uh, happening in June it'll be an all Manchester affair and just the romance of it all Fish. Uh, um, the Marcus, magic of that I, FA you, Cup you don't mind me sharing a, briefly betraying a confidence yeah. you said you were so unexcited by the prospect of this final you were going to go back through the FA Cup's old tweets to see if you could get it cancelled <laughs> You got well, how long have you got? About a month. I got a month to get it done. It'd be like Julie Dench in the advert with the crack team getting everything done. 
<laughs> We're stopping the FA Cup. I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. I am. Uh, Manchester City beat Sheffield United. Can we do another soccer raid instead? <laughs> Yeah, do a soccer raid. There well, we you, go. You can do the, the... Fight, the final round of the A League. Get it all at Wembley. But isn't it? Isn't it a measure? Isn't it a measure of how far it's We've fallen yeah. that it's a Manchester derby for the first time ever in yeah. the FA Cup yeah, yeah, final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, everyone outside of Manchester's a bit like meh. Yeah. Even the fact that um, I don't know, I can. I this totally is a Man United fan. No, if people are listening to this first, we'll have, we'll have no idea yeah. from what you said that yeah. you're a Man United fan. You've reached the cup final and there's not been a flicker of joy. Well, the the other thing about it is that um, speaking to a few other my United mates coming in before coming in here um, and seeing the reaction online, generally the motivation beyond maybe as another marker of improvement under Ten Hag is stop them getting the treble. Stop them getting the treble. <laughs> All I've heard. Yeah. It just you know, we can we can we can be the ones. I think I think the atmosphere and the occasion in that Manchester City Sheffield United semi final mm. goes some way to informing the attitude that people have got. That, know, was, but, uh, that was a weird non-event. Also, I think you know you know we we spoken about this before. Um, I think you touched. Yeah, you did you did speak about it on Friday. But you know, getting two northern teams to come down to Wembley on mm. a Saturday to play a semi finals stupid you, well, it's, you, it's a lot of money what else did you expect there yeah. is a lot of money and also I, I actually yeah. don't look for Manchester City fans who, who go every week football is very expensive cost of living crisis blah 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 all that um, so it's even more profound that in this yeah, current it's climate. Felt a lot harder, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the in the UK. And if you're a match going fan for, for someone like Man City I, yeah. I don't know this is basically a footballing first world problem yeah um, but you kind of have to think about where you're spending your money, don't well, you? you? Well, you do. Like uh, we've got so many, they've got so many big games coming up. You can't afford to go to London as well. Exactly, no, exactly. Not. Exactly. And and also as well, let's let's be honest. Everyone knew they were going to win that at a canter. Mm. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? So, so save yourself for the finals. I, 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 I don't. I don't. Even the Sheffield United defenders, they just let Mars go through. Look, you're probably going to score anyway. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Defender, I, wasn't it? I thought it made for a very, as I said, I thought it made for a very strange occasion. Yeah. It felt to me like an occasion that I'd never fully mm. seen before in such a big game because that is. As you said, Vish, we discussed it on Friday about the relative merits of having the semis at Wembley. But in recent years, particularly, it's become a deal. It's become a big deal. Like you know, some teams who perhaps aren't as fancied do semi regularly get to the semi final FA Cup. Now it's always a big deal. Like, it's always a big day out. Yeah. I remember when Portsmouth did it. It was like fucking hell. This is amazing. Well, yeah. Palace last season. Yeah. Palace is a great example. Yeah. Um, the the issue here is that. If you've got a team like Sheffield United who maybe have got a big game on Wednesday, which I think they need to win to secure promotion, they certainly need a positive yep. result to, to do what they need to do. That's a factor mm. um, because they're almost a bit like, well, we know what's going to happen. We're going to get munched. And I said it on Friday. They'll get they'll concede a goal fairly early on. Fair enough. They stuck a lot stuck out a little bit longer than I expected. After that, I mean, if they, they had a great chance. They in the approached, first minute. They did. That was a shame. Didn't and they, and that, I, conversely, though, weirdly, and this may sound a bit paradoxical, but hopefully people listening will know what I mean. They also approached the game quite well. Yeah, they, 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 seemed, they seemed to play in a way that yeah. would have suited, given them the best chance to get a positive result. But well, ultimately, totally. it, the atmosphere there just felt so weird. Like Sheffield United, I don't think, even sold out their allocation mm. for an FA Cup semi-final. It's a crazy situation. Yeah. And, it, and it shows you the downside of how these super clubs and the yeah. way they're funded and the way they can operate have, have essentially killed large other aspects of the game. Would you think that's because Sheffield United again? We go back of the cost of it, and so on. And you can't really underestimate that. If you're if you're a Sheffield United fan, if, if you know you you bring your kids to the football and the rest of it, that that's, that's not far off a holiday kind of money you're paying. Mm. And you're against Manchester City, so there will be a feeling of we're going to get hammered anyway. There's also like you know just a riff off what Luke was saying before about the the super club. Not only do Man City have the resources to make you think right. this is such a mismatch but the mm. fact that Sheffield United couldn't play some of their players because they actually play for yeah, Manchester well, yeah. City yeah, yeah like, that's true that's that's another symptom yeah. and not even fucking Def Leppard turned up well, hey, we didn't see Sean Bean no didn't Did see Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers it would have been very un- unlikely it's Sheffield United fan apparently apparently so yeah you, I mean you were very very um, mm. careful to describe on Friday that it was only some members of Sheffield United uh, some members of Def Leppard that are Sheffield United fans though Joe well, Elliott is famously a Sheffield United fan um, but yeah. he, he wasn't seen there either no Jarvis Cocker wasn't there I mean Alex Turner could have been there no he's a Sheffield Wednesday fan isn't well, he well he apparently went to Hillsborough once in disguise Okay, but why would he go and see Sheffield United in Wembley in disguise? Yeah, that's an excellent point. It's not going to do that, is he? Like in the Man City end. So somewhat... <laughs> Just here in my disguise, uh, supporting the team against... Uh, why is, is that Alex Turner? <laughs> it sounds exactly like him. It sounds... <laughs> I was like, why are you doing Jimmy Savile? <laughs> Oi. 
There's none of that. He's uh, dead. Yeah. yeah. Moving on swiftly. I think because we were having a chat, weren't we? Because producer Finn is a big Sheffield United fan. He is. And then didn't go to the game. Though, did he? Didn't go to the game. <laughs> no. Um, didn't think I'd be able to get a ticket. Yeah, exactly. You fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> millions of them. Could have gone on either end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, monkeys. They weren't up for it. No, yeah. no, they weren't there. But I, no, I, but we were talking about how who was which famous uh, Sheffield musicians or Sheffield Wednesday fans, Sheffield United fans. Apparently, there's this WhatsApp group which contains. Yeah. So to, to let people behind the curtain, yeah. Marcus posited the idea at the production <laughs> meeting earlier that there's a there's a there's a there's a WhatsApp group between musicians that are based in Sheffield, to which we all said that sounds like bullshit. Yeah. There's no way they would. Why on earth would fucking Joe Elliott from Def Leppard be in the same group? Or well, you said what you said was that it was a couple of people from the Human League and Alex Turner. Yeah, said, that's not happened. Yeah. So we're not doing that on the show, and you're doing it anyway. Yet yeah. for all of us, for some reason, Vish. According to the listeners, he's the good guy. I know, yeah. Everyone loves him. They had to cut my libel from five minutes ago. I know. We really did, though. <laughs> it's um, not libelous, though, is it? Alex Teller's not going to be defamed in this position or diminished because someone said he's in a group on WhatsApp with the Human League. It'd be funny if he did, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't cut out that comment, though, did we? From <laughs> tell you what, come to the next Ramble Drinks. We'll tell you all the comments that we've made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about kept this podcast going from, yeah. from being up in the courts. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to, to finish with uh, a bit of fairy tale football chat. It's Wrexham, of course. They've been promoted back to the Football League for the first time in 15 years. Great scenes of celebration uh, in that part of Wales. Um, the, uh, the the owners, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, of course, were, were, were there and, and giving it plenty. The fans were as well. Great win for the players, of course. And I think this summed it up nicely because David Beckham posted on Instagram uh, a photo of uh, Reynolds and McElhenney holding the National League trophy and the caption said, this makes me very happy. What a story and what an achievement. I love Beckham, but just leave it alone. It's not your thing. He has to get involved. Well, they're yeah. all involved. Paul Rudd was there. You were there. Well, <laughs> uh, one of the Russo brothers was there. Um, yeah, he was. He was, absolutely. No, so, all, yeah. so Paul Rudd... All of the Avengers were there People say, in their outfits. <laughs> people say you look like Paul Rudd. I've had that a little bit. It's yeah, one of but, the better ones, admittedly. Is, is, it, is it Paul Rudd where he shrinks down to Ant-Man? I think so. <laughs> I had I had a very large Mexican man when I was at a wedding in Mexico stomp his way across the dance floor at me and I thought, blimey, I, what's about to happen? And he grabbed me, he had a bit to drink, almost in a headlock and screamed in my ear, you are an Avenger! <laughs> you are an Avenger! And, oh, I'm an Avenger, right? And I went, Thor? And he went, no, Ant-Man. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, Paul Rudd, you know... Mm. He's a it's very, a very good-looking man. It's not a bad Doesn't like. age. Not, that thing's appropriate. It's not terrible, is it? No, no it's not bad at all. Could, could I mean, lot, it, I've had a lot worse on this podcast. The scenes of um, of Wrexham getting promoted with the fans on the pitch and yeah. the players doing what they do, and then, but also, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInerney in the stand actually looking quite emotional. Oh, they were really was, invested. Was, it was actually quite a, quite a strangely touching moment. I mm. thought. Well, I think yeah, they they uh, the, the quotes they come out with they they can't believe it, can they? They, the, the, the way they talk about this is one of the greatest things that have ever happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And my advice to them would be leave now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Get out of it. Yeah. You cash your chips. Yeah. Do that because yeah. it will not. In six months' time, when they're singing Sack the Board, yeah. when the results are not in the swamp. You've got to, in this, you'll be legends forever. Leave, yeah. please, because I don't want to see this go badly. I do find it kind of strangely touching that like <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds seems to go to a lot of games oh he's right? there and that's great right where does he live and what I, I want to know the measure of the man mm. that instead of going to make more Hollywood films with hugely glamorous stars and the rest of it is literally right now going oh I quite fancy quite fancy Gillingham on a Tuesday night <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Carlisle on a Tuesday yeah. night, lovely. So it's uh, although Carlisle might get promoted, of course. It's um, it's a really interesting story, and I know that there's an element among the non-league supporting yeah. um, fraternity that are like, well, you know, clubs come along and they they chuck a lot of money at it, and it's happened with Salford, and mm. it's happened with whoever, and that's happened with Wrexham. Sadly, whether we like it or not, mm. football now is a story of really wealthy people at yeah. every level. Just uh -huh. the wealth goes up the higher you go yeah. of doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what football has accepted yes. as a as an industry. And I don't think we should be criticising Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney doing it for quite a charming way mm. because there are a lot of other far more nefarious people doing exactly the same thing that we've accepted. Well, I mean, as far as I'm aware, I, don't, I wouldn't call them nefarious individuals, you know, which is not what you were saying, of course. Yeah. But at least there Green is... Lantern was pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. Just don't watch that one either. Which, which, which is kind of annoying because it's got William Dafoe in it. Yeah. 
who was a, so, the, one of the most watchable human beings in the history of Hollywood. Yeah, true enough. Um, Apart from when he's tugging at his own piece and... <laughs> no, I still like that. <laughs> That's how watchable that? he is. That's the Lars von Trier film. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but yeah, yeah. not one for you. No, not one for you. Mate. Okay, it's not got Paul Rudd in it. It's okay, right? Yeah. Uh, Although weirdly, Paul Rudd does sound like slang for a wank. I was having a Paul Rudd, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it doesn't rhyme with tug, but I see what it's... You know what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone said to you, what were you doing? I was having a Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you think. It's just, yeah. It definitely means something. Yeah. We haven't yeah. quite figured it out yet. Yeah. Uh, possibly, I don't know. Um, well yeah. done to Wrexham, though, anyway. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds got carried away by saying that Paul Mullen was one of the best strikers in the country. Fair enough, he's better than yeah, no, this no, no, level. No, but in, the, in which country? Because they're in Wales. Wales, true, actually. Yeah. yeah. What about Big Benny Foster? Nice yes. one song for him. Great to see. There we are. Great to see. It all, um, You'd have to be a very hard heart to not find something to enjoy in that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Vish, yeah. can you do it? No, I like it. Okay. It's good. Fair enough. Right. Uh, saying that when they get knocked Man United out the FA Cup. <laughs> David Beckham, oh, I love what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, now, yeah. David? Do you still love it, do you? <laughs> Stick with Into Miami, David. Yeah. Do you think that's what he's trying to do there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, they're um, six on the spin. Are they? Losses. <laughs> Uh, AKA okay, the Fizzer the Fizzer special move yeah played eight lost six yeah. won two yeah. uh, the first two wins of the season they were talking about the title great hiring you mate is that, is that Spurs fault as well that they've come up on the show I think it is yeah, yeah. just a little compare and contrast not everybody's having it good not Fizzer every- Fizzer to take over from Stilini <laughs> no, that would be fucking great <laughs> not even I can, can imagine that Mark, in my experience towards the end of a show, Marcus does let the inane come in too much. Yeah. But I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's just nice as he's on board. Yeah. What I like is the inevitable psychodrama that's going to come from David Beckham rapidly realising <laughs> it's great hiring your mates up to a point. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to make some pretty tough decisions. Yeah. You do. You yeah. do. Yeah. All right. We should leave it there, everybody. We're back tomorrow with a ramble guide all about one of the most famous moments in the history of Premier League title races, Stephen Gerrard's slip. Uh, on Wednesday, we've well, got a, Liverpool fans indeed. There. Yeah, on Wednesday we've got a bonus ramble for you, and then on Thursday, as well as on the continent, we're bringing you a ramble react after the big one: Manchester City versus Arsenal. So it's very important you hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you don't miss out on any of that goodness. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network. If you want even more juicy stuff from us, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. You can watch us on YouTube. You can see People still now say, oh, yeah, I can't believe that's what you look like. I've listened to yeah. you for years. And so. I say that about myself every morning. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Someone DM me last year saying, oh, you're not as fat as I thought. <laughs> I never get that one. In <laughs> <laughs> my voice, I thought you'd be fatter. Yeah. So, thanks very much. Well, my experience of Instagram is every time you posit an opinion, mm. you just get a comment saying, look at the state of you, though. <laughs> and you have to go, yeah. True yes. enough. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, Vish, you are often um, putting just food on your Instagram story. Yeah, no, it's not in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> wine and cricket. If you yeah. want Vish's Instagram, it's wine and cricket. <laughs> Well, it's funny you boys mention that um, about Instagram because this is the kind of stuff that I get sent on Instagram. Spells it. How's it going? So we hit you up. Big fans of the Ramble. Uh, and we went to Farmer College too. Spells it. How you doing? It's Greg. Also went to Farmer. Greg's involved. <laughs> Do you know either of these people? Our insights. That would be seriously good stuff. I think we got a lot to offer, and we'd like to join you and the boys in the Ramble. Yeah. So, <laughs> Wait for it. I love. Yeah, we'll go for a pint sometime. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. We'll go for a pint sometime. It sounds good. I'll decide if it sounds good. They've <laughs> decided. They've decided. We're going for a pint. Sounds good. So how are, how are Ash the Bash and Greg? <laughs> are they doing good? Yeah, big Jamesy and Greggy there. You're getting DM'd on Instagram. People have, saying they want to join the clan. They want uh, to join the gang. I know. That's how Vish got the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pull the ladder up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So there we are, you see. Thanks. You are a man of the people. Uh, it, clearly. They thought they were messaging Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Spellsy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in among all that, by the way, you might not have heard it because we were chatting and laughing. One of them went, oh, yeah, give uh, give our love to Donaldson. No <laughs> <laughs> mention of, of either nah. of you two or nah. Jim or Andy nah. or Jules. Pete's always been the most popular one. Yeah, maybe. That's how it goes. That's anyway. how it goes. Right, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you for Dujan Antaraja. Sounds good. Thank you, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Mr. Stellini. And thank you, everybody. Lots of love. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.